Hello, hello, hello. This is Dr. Stephanie D. Barnes, and I want to welcome you to the latest episode of Conversations from the C-Suite. You know how we do it. This broadcast will begin very soon, sharply at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But in the meantime, we want to get people on this conversation because we don't want to have a conversation by ourselves. So please take a few moments to invest in the power of three. Invite at least three friends. Share this with at least three groups so that we can have other CEOs to join this powerful conversation in the C-suite. So grab your favorite beverage and get ready to begin another episode of Conversations from the C-Suite. You won't want to miss tonight's episode because, of course, we're going to be making CEO moves. So invest in the power of three. Invite someone to the call. Invite someone to be a part of this conversation and share it out to at least three people and send it out to at least three groups so that we can have some great conversation tonight. So I'm going to take a few minutes to get ready myself. You know what to do. Hang tight and invite. Good evening. Station from the C Suite. Girl, I and it is my pleasure to place good men to be the CEO of them so they can be better CEO in their business. Here in every woman needs to have the CEO of her life needs to have this week is a packed hour of conversation that gives women a platform to share when we leave the house, we make great things. Oh, sweet. 
me where all decisions are made. And the decisions are made where you get to get to be the CEO of your life. So we want to make sure that you are making those powerful decisions and you are creating the life you desire and deserve. So let's, uh, let me just send this message. Um, so, you know, what does a CEO do? Of course, a CEO is a chief executive officer. And that, of course, is the person who is making the decisions. The chief executive officer, by definition, executes, meaning they make things happen. They get things done. So as the CEO of your life, you don't do this by yourself. The C-suite is not for you to be here by yourself, but be among those other powerful people who can use powerful. So I want to make sure that you Finally, you may be a CEO, meaning you have gotten to your C-suite in your life. But here's the thing. Being a CEO is not static. It is something that you must do all of the time. So it is something that you can always take your CEO career to or your CEO next, if you will, to the next level. So here are the questions C-suite. The Girlfriend's Guide to Being a CEO. It's where women and a few good men have powerful conversations about real things that matter to real women who are ready to enter the C-suite of their lives. And the C-suite is where women create the lives, careers, and businesses that desire and deserve. And you CEO moves means that you are not only just feeling something, you are doing something, you are learning something. So it's not just about feeling good, learning something, but actually doing something with it. Meaning you make those CEO moves, meaning you're creating circles of influence because the CEO journey is not a solo one. It is one that is done with a great team, which means you must build your circle of influence. Then you must educate and empower yourself for elevation so that you can optimize your outcome. Because we don't want you to just have the conversation. We don't want you to just feel good about what we're talking about, but we want you to make sure that you are able to actually do something with it so that you can be a chief executive officer. So I'm going to ask the question of you, are you ready? Now, we are experiencing some technical difficulties because our speaker who is joining us tonight, another powerhouse who has uh, been with us on this wellness series where we kicked it off by asking the question about, you know, are we taking care of our minds? Because as a CEO, our most powerful asset is is our mindset. So we kicked the series off with that. Then we began to talk about, we've talked about spirituality and wellness and how we need to Ask Jesus to fix it, but then we can also go and get a therapist as well. We also have looked at fitness, the intersection of fitness and wellness and how those things go together and how wellness derives from, contributes to, or can be impacted by our relationships, breakups, because those are things that have uh, an, an impact on us. And then we, uh, on last week, talked about how our jobs can make us crazy. So I'm really excited about tonight's episode where we're going to be talking about balancing our wellness. You know, girl, get it together. 
because as a CEO of our lives and as CEOs of our businesses, you know, we are often trying to balance everything. It's like we are, are balancing eight different plates on a on a high wire, you know, so not only are we balanced and trying not to fall off that high wire, but we are also balancing so that we uh, that we're, we're balancing what we are carrying, loads that we carry, the loads that we carry in our lives, in our personal lives, in our professional lives, our social lives, and taking care of ourselves. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight so that we are not running ourselves crazy, trying to keep ourselves crazy. In this summary, I know it does. So we're going to talk about equilibrium tonight, and hopefully um, our speaker will be able to join us. Otherwise, I'll have to conversation by myself because, you know, that's the way CEOs do. Uh, when things don't work out, we go to plan B, then we go to plan C, then we go to plan D. So we're going to work this out, and uh, hopefully she will be able to get back on. But in the meantime, you know, I want to talk about this concept of of, 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 of balance, because a lot of times as CEOs, we think about balance in, in time, in, in, in terms of time. Um, we are looking at, you know, the amount of time we're spending in the different segments of our lives, you know, how much time we spend at work, because let's be honest, whether you own your own business or whether you work in a, um, in a company, you know, you are um, spending more time in your business. business in the whatever the vehicle is. Um, allows us to, um, to be able to, to make us, you know, the money all out of to go to work for. And when we begin to think about balances, how we spend time and where we spend our time. But, you know, that remember about balance, first of all,
There we go. All right. So I think I am back on. Okay. We were experiencing some technical difficulties. And um, that's just kind of how life goes. You know, when you experience those difficulties, you just got to keep on going until you get it. So now we've got our guest on and I'm on. So let's get back. What I was saying before I before we experienced that major technical difficulty was this concept of balance and equilibrium. And, um, you know, a lot of times we think about experiencing balance as a matter in, 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 in a, as a matter of equal parts. You know, I need to spend as much time with my family as I do at work or at, at, at uh, you know, the social things that I am committed to or whatever it is that we're trying to do. But I want to sit, begin to embrace the concept of balance in terms of equilibrium, meaning my, my personal definition of equilibrium or balance as it relates to trying to handle it all is that there's no one area of your life that that dominates to the detriment of others, meaning that we need to stop obsessing with time and really begin to focus on impact, quality and influence. Um, so. That's just something I just wanted to preface. Uh, we're going to have our mental health specialist to talk about it from a wellness perspective. But that, that was just my little perspective as a coach, something that I do with my own personal life, something that I do with my clients, but helping us to reshift our focus from obsessing over the amount of time we're spending in the different quadrants of our life, if you will, or the different areas of our life and really begin to look at the influence, the impact, and the quality. Because you can spend 10 hours a day with your family and not impact them in a positive way and not influence them in a positive way. You can spend 10 hours at work and be and let's get out of this quagmire of time obsession and begin to focus on making sure that we are experiencing with impact, with positive impact, influence and really quality uh, the looking at the quality of the experiences that we have so that was just my little segue as we were trying to get our speaker on but she is on we have none other than Sheila Rivers who is continuing this series on wellness and tonight of course we're focusing on balance the ubiquitous uh, search for balance and I'm going to turn it over to her and we're going to let Sheila tell us who, the what, and the why. Who you are, what you do, and why you are making CEO moves. And after all that technical, I need a little swig of wine. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, good afternoon. I'm Sheila Rivers, LCSW. Um, I'm the owner and chief therapist at River Psychotherapy Services. And uh, we are located here in Gulfport, Mississippi. Uh, I am super excited this afternoon. Um, what we do, uh, basically educate individuals and treat individuals with um, mental illness or some type of mental disorder. Um, or sometimes you're just trying to balance your life. Sometimes you will come and see me to help you balance your life. Um, the why is I also have to, as a CEO, I practice this balance. And so in my art to perfect this balance, there are several lessons that I have learned personally along the way that I want to be able to pass on, not just to my patients, but to other women that are also trying to balance their life in this, in this aspect. Yes. All right. So, you know, we're going to uh, talk about this, this quest for balance. And as I was sharing with the audience while we were trying to get you on, you heard the last little part of it is you know what is balance what does that mean i've shared my little two cents about what i think balance is and again you know from my perspective it's not focusing on time but on impact um, influence and quality but i would love to hear your perspective as a mental health professional as a mental wellness specialist if you will but just from a mental wellness perspective what exactly does balance mean and what should we be focusing on and so when I talk about balance from mental health, I try to concentrate on about eight areas of our life. Um, and I know people say eight. Oh, my gosh. Like, 
am I really that much out of balance? And a lot of times we talk about, we think about mind, body, and soul, um, but there are a few other areas that to keep us balanced in our mental health, um, our, our emotions, our spirituality, mm-hmm. our intellect, mm-hmm. physical, mm-hmm. our environmental, um, finance, occupational, and our social. So I usually All right, so let's, go let's ahead. Just, I just want to make sure everybody caught those eight. So the yeah. first one was emotional. Emotional. So these are the plates. Remember, I talked about those eight plates you got on that live wire. First yes. one's emotional. Yes. The second one is spiritual, and that's like a, not necessarily a religion, but sense of purpose and being so spirituality and intellectual is going to be your creativity and your um knowledge base okay Mm -hmm. um physical is going to be your physical wellness that's of course self-explanatory environmental (laughs) environmental is going to be your space that you occupy um and that could be in your car, it could be in your office, it could be a small place, a room in your home that you have just designated just for you. Um, okay. Finance, and of course, that's being financially satisfied about where you are financially. Um, you know, we go and talk to investment brokers, things of that sort, and they, you know, tell us we need to have X amount of dollars in an account for X amount of months if we want to, you know, be able to live successfully in this financial place or find out you where you are financially occupational are you and we talked about occupational health y'all gonna make me lose my mind up Up in in here here. here. (laughs) (laughs) that was last week we talked about occupational so your choice of work is it contributing um something positive or negative for mental health well-being and your social life that connection of being and belonging um, to a productive place in a society, you know, um, you know, integrity, values, beliefs, things of that sort. Where where do you fit in this piece for social peace? So that is a lot to balance. That's a lot to handle. So I hope you have the the magic answer. <laughs> For how we're able to literally, because we only got two little hands, <laughs> two little yes. hands, how are we going to balance all eight of those areas of our lives? And so this, and so there, is there is no magic trick. Everybody has their own sense of balance, okay? So I can't give you a, a step one through 12 formula to follow as far as balance mm-hmm. is concerned, but making sure all of those areas are in a healthy place. Because I can tell you, when one is off, Something else yeah. off also. Let's just take finance. When my finance is off, my thought process is not as clear. Okay. I remember yeah, being a single mom. Huh? I said, tell me about it. Cause you know, when you're trying to was it trying to feed five thousand with with three loaf, where was it five loaves of bread and two fish, Jesus? <laughs> right, 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 right. I remember being in a place as a single mom. That was the one thing that I actually hated. Um, and I'm still a single parent, but the finances are better, you know, and I remember being in that place and spending hours trying to figure out a budget or how am I going to take care of myself and these, my little babies mm-hmm. on, on such a limited income, but it contributed to the, my physical, because mm-hmm. I have this not in my chest, mm-hmm. um, also along with my emotional health. Um, of not being able to sleep well, um, not eating productively. So it does play a part in this whole balance thing. Um, and, and, you know, so it throws you off um, on in several places. Occupational-wise, I, you know, you, you don't function as well when you've got things lingering in this whole thing about bosses. And I think I said this last week where they say you need to leave your problems in this little imaginary box at the door and come and work for us. That doesn't happen. That's that's the most ridiculous statement that any employer could ever make to uh, someone that's you know that is working for them. Right, because I mean, you know, because I think the meaning behind that is to not allow it to 
to work to the detriment of what your purpose is at work but still it's a function it's a it's an integral part of who you are because you know one of the things that i've had to learn to appreciate you know when i was in a corporate environment for example and even when working with clients or just working with different colleagues in different situations is you know the person that you get that day the person that you're interacting with is the product of whatever's going on at home honestly mm-hmm. and you can't just shut those things out because you know it, it shows up in their, their their stress levels how they're able to process information whether they process it at all and so you know you have to take you know one of the things that i have to commit to doing as um as a as someone who wants to be a productive part of of any relationship professional personal whatever is to think about you know wow let me just take a step back and see what is impacting this person before i take it personally yes and and, and how can you know we balance what's going on with them or what we need to go through because sometimes you've got to get people through uh whatever it is that they're dealing with so they can focus enough to be productive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I and I totally agree with that. And sometimes we don't take the time to say, you know, hey, I just noticed you're, you know, everything okay? Just something as simple yeah. as, and and they may say, you know, I no, you know, I'm good, or and not want to share that that part of them, you know, especially in that in that place. But I, I want to start with our emotional health first, since that was our number one. And just kind of talk about mm-hmm. our ability to cope effectively with life and building satisfying relationships emotionally, mm-hmm. um, being mm-hmm. able to maintain and improve um, activities that we are involved in, leisure activities. Do you isolate mm-hmm. yourself sometimes because of your emotions? Like, you know, I really just want to be bothered with anybody. Maybe you do need to be bothered with people. Yeah. Maybe you need to be out and and that's a part where you know you become disconnected and isolated when when we have things that are going on um and so one of the things that you should be doing in your emotional health is using as many as your senses as you possibly can like your smell touch taste sight and sound um in your emotional Mm -hmm. health Mm -hmm. um so you know the aroma in your home or in your office. What does that smell like? Um, listening to music. You know, are you? What type of music are you listening to? Is it speaking something positive to you? Does it um, send you to a relaxing place in your mind? Is it peaceful? Um, is it sad love stories? And you you have. Uh, you're having problems in your relationship. That may not be wise to listen to music with words to it. You know, you may want to tap into music without words to it to not remind you of that relationship that sends your emotions to a place where you just sometimes can't deal. Go ahead. Yeah. It's real interesting, you know, how you, uh, you know, tell that, you know, we have to think about involving all of our our senses and our emotional health and you know because you know the whether you are in a wealthy place versus a dark place can have an impact on your emotions and you know it's something that as as ceos of our lives we have to be aware of and be conscious of and make those decisions to shift to because i thought it was this was something so great i, I saw uh, well, from one of my friends uh, um, on facebook today and the post was something to the effect of, you know, I'm living my best life and I refuse to deal with negative people who want to pull me back down to a place that I go I think we have to make the decision to do and give ourselves permission to do, recognize that we don't have to apologize for influencing the things that we take in and and making choices around that yeah yes so you talked about so what's the next thing the next one is our spirituality and this one is kind of really my favorite and finding purpose and your sense of self um 
just being connected, having clear values, some self-confidence, um, high self-esteem, that feeling of inner peace when you have actually done all of your emotional work here. And so you can be peaceful within yourself and finding experiences of um, hope and mm-hmm. um, in touch with other people and helping other people. Um, mm-hmm. A sense of belonging yeah. that comes through maybe volunteering or um, being involved with some organization, sorority, um, fraternity, or some group at church or something at work that you're doing um, that doesn't necessarily pay you per se, Mm -hmm. um, but just because out of the goodness of your heart, you do these things and finding that sense of purpose. Yeah. So having that, having a meaning in life is something that makes a huge difference because, you know, we all, I, I always think about, I always think about people as they age and how many times you can have someone who's very vibrant and, and then as age, they just kind of get to a point where they just withdraw, you know, and I, and I, and our minds and, and, and bodies and, and spirits, I believe, experience atrophy when we don't have a reason to be a raison d'etre, as, as they say, you know, a reason to be. We all need to mean something. I've just seen the, the mental decline that happens in elderly people once they feel that they don't have a meaning, a reason. And, and and you know, talking about spirituality, I'm using this analogy of, of how we have to feel connected to the world around us in order to to find that spirituality. Because you can go to church every day and be connected. Yes. You know, so you can you can spend church every day of the week and for every event that they have, but if you're not connected and you're you're not getting something out of it, learning something, connecting with people, then you know, you're not going to experience that the full impact and influence and quality uh, that that you would otherwise. So I, I love that you point out that, you know, this is not necessarily about religion as much as it is this connection to a meaning for your life that's greater than than you. Yes, exactly. exactly. And I love that part. And what's really beautiful about that in therapy when you st- when I, when I when I start watching people find who they are, that's, that's mm-hmm. one of the questions I ask, um, especially to my single moms that come in and finally their kids are growing up mm-hmm. and going away, um, and you know their life is changing, their new chapter. So I'll ask the question, "Who are you?" Not necessarily mm-hmm. just a mother, but you you know who are you? What do you like? Do you, do you enjoy? Mm-hmm. You know, going out, dancing, do you enjoy knitting? I don't know, but I challenge women, try stuff you've never tried before. Right. You think that uh, I am grateful for, but it also <laughs> makes my life quite meaningful that, you know, I, I have always been quite courageous and interest and have never been afraid to try new things that meant doing something about myself. Yes. And I had an opportunity today to kind of write up working on, you know, like I'm I'm a coach, but I still work with a coach and uh I'm I'm getting caught up on some assignments that I've had really they're year old, but we're not gonna really we're not really gonna focus on that. But anyway, uh I suppose I've done this literally uh, about a year ago and uh but finally working on it but it, I, I listed out all the the experiences that I've had, and you know one of the the fondest memories I have is the summer I spent in New York City by myself. I went after my after I graduated from college. I spent a summer in New York, worked at a New York law firm, and didn't know anybody. Um, and I met people once I got there, didn't know anybody, and that was one of the best things. I great preface for how I've approached a lot of other things because I wasn't afraid 
thank God, you know, to go there by myself. And I wasn't afraid. I, I went all over New York by myself. But that's something, you know, whether it's literally going to a new place or going to a city. I travel, I travel the world by myself. I've been to Europe by myself, you know, uh, crazy like that. But I love the experience. So we have to be willing to, because balance, you know, we're talking about all this in the, in the balance, but balance is really about movement. You know, a lot of times we think about it as something that's static. But if you think about like a, a person who is literally on live wire, they are moving their bodies in relation to the wind, in relation to physics, in relation. It's a constant movement. You don't stay, you don't get balanced by standing still. You get balanced by your movement. So that's just something that um, I just want to encourage women out there. If you, you, know, you can't be afraid to try new things. And if you want to achieve balance, it takes you to move to it, move toward it and keep moving. It's something that doesn't happen magically, even though we love a magic pill. Yeah. But it is something that that requires your movement. And so before we move to the next point, I did want to mention our sponsor for the episode was brought to you by. Is where their lives. Development and organizational performance excellence strategies. So there you can participate in training, in coaching, and get accountability support for great execution. Remember, CEOs make great things happen. So you want to make sure you are able to remember great CEOs, they work with the great and sweet women that work, you find a great coach that can help you to achieve your dream. So go over to discovertheceo.com. Again, that's www.discovertheceo.com to schedule your strategy session to figure out your plan for getting into your C-suite. So with that, let's go back over to Sheila Rivers, and you can tell us, you know, what is the next plate? Because remember, we've got these eight plates that we yes. are balancing. What is the next plate? The next plate is physical. And so exerting um, energy, act, being active, um, healthy nutrition, and adequate sleep. Okay. Ah. <laughs> That's like Don Quixote. <laughs> Look at her sleep. Oh my gosh. Can we ever get enough sleep? You know, I think I'm so permanently sleep deprived. I don't know that I can ever get caught up. <laughs> I was talking to my oh. staff today and my sleep pattern has gotten better. Um, uh -huh. Because I was sleeping about three to four hours a night. Yeah, and functioning on that. Um, so it's it's we're up to five or six. Look at you. I know, like improvement. Five or six nights. Uh, I mean, five or six hours. And mm -hmm. um, but that's about four nights a week. And then the rest I'm getting about seven. So okay, that's awesome. I, yes, that's yes, awesome. So, so it's. Uh, and I can tell you that it definitely improves the clarity that I have when, you know, in the morning I'm, you know, I'm up, I'm ready to go. Um, you know, I'm a little more, more cheerful and I don't have to force that cheer. Mm -hmm. um, and my endurance throughout, throughout the day is so much better. You know, whereas I would start to, oh my gosh, I think I need a cup of coffee about two o'clock. Then... Yeah. I'm still able to, you know, function a little bit more, but it is vitally important for us. And the, your physical health could be something as simple as, you know, doing some sit-ups or some jumping jacks or scheduling a yoga class, one which I have not made, but I plan on getting back, Toya. A bike ride, jumping rope. I mean, it could be yes. anything. Walking around the block when you take your break 
you know, for lunch, if it's not scorching hot outside, we, today it was like 101 here. But oh my um, goodness. yeah, yeah. So you have to incorporate things in your life that are active, you know, even if it means you walking up and down your stairs in your house, um, you're still in the air condition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, depending on how, how many flights of stairs you have in your home, you know, just set your pace, do 10 or 12 of those sets. Yes, yes. Uh, up and down your stairs. That's physical activity. Yeah. And you have to remember is, you know, you know able, able to find energy, energy. Of, mm-hmm. of what, what it do because actually, boy, uh, for me is, is like, and you know, and I, I, I couldn't be because. I had to study from AM and so it just my whole uh, schedule. I know not to push my body when I'm not getting enough sleep because I ain't trying to be dead. So, <laughs> but right. you know, energy. So, like, I I want to tone my 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 tummy, right? So I've decided that I want to do daily affirmations, which is part of my spirituality, my emotional health. So I've been listening to you. And so I do my affirmations while I'm doing my sit-ups. And so it's like killing two birds with one stone. Because I was trying to kill one bird with two stones. I mess it up. But anyway, uh, but you know, that's the thing that as a CEO, you've got to figure out, you know, how do you find synergy among your wants and your needs so that, you know, you're not having to schedule a whole nother hour of physical activity, but how can you incorporate it in what you do? Yes. Yes. And, and so my trainer has given me um, uh, a workout for the week. And so I have X amount of squats. I have X amount of jumping jacks. I have, you know, X amount of different, but it's activities that I do in the house anyway. So I have to, mm-hmm. I really have to make it fit to my lifestyle. I don't have the mm-hmm. time to go to the gym. I'm probably not going to get up at five o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm just going to be just, and be realistic when you set these goals. Um, which, yeah. which is going to be vitally important because if it seems like a chore or something that you just terribly don't want to do, nine times out of ten, you're not going to do it um, and, and right. not do it effectively or not going to enjoy it. But I enjoy this. She makes it fit into my schedule. So if it's 30 minutes that I have to work out, then it's 30 minutes during the week. But on the weekends, I have something extra that I need to do. Because that's when I have my extra time. So I take 30 minutes and I do these X amount of jumping jacks or X amount of squats or whatever. But I split them up throughout the day. So if I have 100 squats throughout the day to do that I've been assigned, then I might do 25 now. I'll do 25 when I get out of bed. I'll do 25 when I'm brushing my teeth. I'll do 25 when I'm standing at the sink loading the dishwasher or whatever. And you know, so you, you can make it fit within your life. Do 25 mm-hmm. before you go and go to the bathroom to pee. You got to squat anyway. Knock it out before you pee. And, and that could be just like your challenge. Be like, no, I got to do these 25 before I pee. Make it realistic. We got to make it realistic for us. You know, but seriously, I'd be like Tia. That's the way because we were talking on our floors. And so you try yes. to do the cross hole, hold it. You know, that's it. And you know, make it light of it, but seriously about things. And sometimes you have to things, but it's it really about being creative and being strategic and figuring out can I do less time. I'm multitasking and, and tasking that you're getting great functionality and great impact outcome. Yes. No. Um so our next one, oh and then too I want to add to the physical part then also you know even if we are paying attention to our physical aspects here that um not dealing with our physical could lead to, you know, heart attacks, stroke, 
high blood pressure. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. of course, stress is the uh, cardiac arrest is the number one killer in black women. 57% yeah. of us die from heart attacks. So exerting mm -hmm. some getting get moving and yeah. physical activity here. But, yeah. um, our next one is going to be environmental. So making the space that we are in comfortable for us. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, one of the things I emphasize here in our office is when they walk in, we don't ever know what kind of problem someone walks in with. So I try to make our space here, even in the office, as comfortable as possible. We, you can have, you know, come in and get a cup of coffee or some hot tea or, you know, there's bottled water. There's, you know, little snacks throughout if the office, if you, you know, need to grab something, little kind bars. Um, also from the smell, from the minute you walk in, there's eucalyptus smell in the office. So, and, mm -hmm. you know, that just does something for you when you walk into your home and it smells like, now yeah. you walk into your house and it smells like garbage and, you know, nobody bothers to empty the garbage. Then that, you're like, what is that? You automatically get the ugly stank face and you're like, what is, what is that smell? What? Nobody yeah. took the garbage. Yeah, so Otherwise, when you walk in your home and you smell oh, uh, eucalyptus, yeah. exactly, yes, yes. And, you know, and it really, I have to remember it, but it really makes a difference. I've got peppermint and eucalyptus, liptus, and it really invigorates my mind when I just put a little spray. I've got a little potpourri thingy on my desk. Yes. And sometimes I might yes. sprinkle some. <laughs> whatever. Yes. But it really does help, you know. Yes. And I love lemongrass, the smell of lemon. That's my color. That's, I mean, that's my smell. Lemon means happiness to me. Yes. So I love lemongrass. And so what, what I have some of my patients to do is invest in some diffusers. And mm -hmm. so the lemon, you can put your lemongrass, you can put, you know, your lavender at night is very calming and relaxing and helps you sleep. So create the environment. And, and create the regiment that says relaxation, calm, peacefulness. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. And don't be disorganized. Don't be disorganized. Oh, like, my gosh. Like oh. Your stuff is yeah. I see my office is organized yeah. chaos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, take, yeah. I have to take a day and put this stuff in folders, put it away in... Um, your your file cabinets when you get ready for it, and I know sometimes I work, I do work better if I'm working on a project. I work better when my stuff is out. I get it. I work on the floor. I got papers all over the floor, and I am working, and it works well for me. Some people do the same thing. I get it. Mm -hmm. But if you are not using it, put it mm -hmm. away. Fold it. Fold the blanket up you had on the couch. Lay it across the back side of the sofa, whatever. Make your environment as peaceful as you possibly can. So, right. So, what is our next area, our next plate that we have to have? And our next one is finance. Finance. Finance is, is one of my most common stressors for people that walk in my office. Um, Finance when they money funny or there is no money to be funny. Um, they got more money. Than <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that additional worry about the money that that is that is really big. Um, and and trying to figure out an overall financial wellness. Um, you know, who, who do I pay? What do I do? And so what I advise during that time is to pay off as much as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. uh, some of those things may result. Some people think, well, bankruptcy is such a bad thing. It's on your credit, blah, blah, blah. My, as when I look at my patients, mental health wise, if it mm -hmm. is going to alleviate the stress that you're having, that you have in mm -hmm. your chest or you keep going to the hospital because you feel like you're having a heart attack 
or um, you got this numbness in your arm and your fingers are now tingling um, from the stress that you're having or that the finance is causing you file the bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. We'll recover. Okay. There is life after bankruptcy. People do live after that. Um, yeah. Doing things is, you know, not, don't keep adding to your finance issues. So if you know shopping yeah. is your issue, and you need to yeah, cut your retail therapy. <laughs> yes, there's no retail therapy. Retail, and especially if you can't pay for it. Um, yeah. So in restructuring, even in my own finance, um, I started to pay off um, different different things. And so when I would mm-hmm. pay off, if it was a credit card, I'd cut the card up and close it. Mm-hmm. And so I started to adopt the idea, if I can't pay cash for it, I don't need it, even if I charge it. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and people say, oh, my gosh, how you do that? Well, you start to live real simplistic. Mm-hmm. And um, this is where my love for refurbishing furniture came in. Mm-hmm. And so I would shop the thrift stores. And so I started refurbishing furniture. And mm-hmm. absolutely found it very therapeutic yeah. as one of my hobbies now. So this is my side. I don't even sell it. it I just I just do it for fun. Yeah. And, I and that's, that. of, that's I how I furnished my, my first office was off of the refurbished furniture mm-hmm. that I had redone. And it was in my house or I bought a couch and I had upholstered it or I bought some chairs and I painted them with chalk paint. And found that mm-hmm. I really love this. So mm-hmm. there are certain ways that you can actually um, utilize thrifty spending uh, yeah. if you just need this retail therapy thing that's going on. Right. And, you know, it's all about making choices. And that's the thing we want you to really tap into the power of as a CEO of your life. It's all about choices. So you can choose to go on extended retail therapy, but then you have to understand the consequences of that. So it's all about choosing, you know, how you're going to manage everything, because honestly, and I don't say this callously, but whether your life is in balance or not, it's all because of choices you've made. Because I, I was looking at some things like right before this broadcast, I'm kind of exasperated about something I'm dealing with. And then I, I had to just stop and say, you know what? Everything I'm dealing with at this moment is a product of a choice that I've made. Some of them have been bad choices that have, you know, just because you know, you make bad choices sometimes in good faith, right? So I've made some bad choices or some choices that have just not turned out the way I wanted them and now has a consequence. Uh, and make some other choices, but everything that you do is all about the choices you make, and you have to accept responsibility for that, and then make decisions about now that you've made this choice, what choice are you going to make right now, so that you're able to get things back in balance, whether it's literally getting your finances back in balance, getting your emotions in balance, getting your uh, your your career in balance, whatever it is that you're trying to, remember, it's movement, you're on that live wire, but it's all about the choices you make. So remember that as the CEO of your life, it's all about the choices you make. Very much so. Very much so. Our next one is occupational. And we have, this is the next to the last one. This is number seven. So I think we're going to make our time tonight. Yes. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, and I get us all so, time. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> wellness and we talked about that last week um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to emphasize this a whole lot if you didn't catch it last week I think the clip is still up the video is still up Dr. Yes. Barnes correct go back yes, that's correct. Get replays you go to csweetwomen.tv csweetwomen.tv to get the replays yes and, and so I think that was a, a really good um, version of occupational stress. And, and, and I love how Dr. Barnes titled it is, y'all going to make me lose my mind up in here. Um, yeah. <laughs> in, in this workplace, I'm trying not to be postal, but, you know, y'all, y'all about to make me lose my mind. And it is really not worth it. We work for those folks eight to five. Or if you work for yourself, then you need to make the environment that you live in or and work in and come to every single day as stress-free as possible. Um, so having that balance that involves work and leisure time and, and co-workers and dealing with attitudes 
How much of that can you control? If you can't control it, this this my little space, and I control this little space. That's all I control yeah. is right here. I yeah. can't control the guy down the hallway with the real nasty attitude, and you know, keep giving me short answers and cutting me off, and not mm-hmm. sending emails and not following a procedure. I can't do nothing about him. I mm-hmm. only I am only in control of the space that I have right yeah. here. Yeah, and I want to just put a pin in that for just a yeah. second. I'm not gonna get us way off, but I just think that this is something that because um, you talked about a little bit when you were were talking about balancing your environment, but we do have to make the decisions to protect and defend our space. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, protect and defend because you know one of the positions I've taken, and it may be you know I may be a little bit more drastic than I need to be, but like I literally I have a I have a um, a travel ban list. <laughs> Uh, of my own about people, certain people who can and cannot come to my house. And I'm dead serious about it. They on the, they on a travel ban list. And it's because, you know, if you got a funky attitude. Yes. And I'm, I'm serious about it. I am dead serious. When you get on that travel ban list, you ain't coming across the threshold of 4407. You're just not. You know, that's something that that we have to to really make decisions around and defend, you know, and it could be just people who don't, who don't respect your space, who don't respect you. You know, you've got to, as the CEO of your life, defend and protect your space because the people who are in your physical space, whether it's at work, in the workplace, at home, wherever, they affect your emotional space. They affect your, your spiritual space. It affects your physical space and eventually, you know, it affects your wellness. So defend and protect your your space. Everybody ought to have a travel ban list for their personal space. Put some folk name on it and don't let them in. Anyway. Yes. (laughs) And I I am so in agreement with that. Um, And it's okay to disconnect from dysfunctional people if it means they're your family. Like if yeah. you know they're dysfunctional and they bring you that energy and they are affecting one of these eight areas or several of these eight areas that you're trying to keep balanced, yeah. then yeah. connect. It's okay if you disconnect yeah. and take the moment to work on you. Now, I don't want you to be a contributor to one of these areas of somebody else's life where you're the dysfunctional right. person. So take a yeah. moment, take a step back, work on yourself. And I mean, mm-hmm. really work on yourself. So if that means you need to contact somebody like me um, or, you know, to 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 say, look, I don't know how to disconnect from this person. I know they're mm-hmm. toxic for my life. They are affecting my finance. They are affecting when I go to work. I can't think straight. They are affecting my emotions. I My, my emotions are all over the place. Then, then you know that it's time that you don't need to be connected to those type of people, especially if you're going to have this balance in your life. And it is okay for you to say, you know what? I really think you're a great person, but I need to disconnect from you. And you don't necessarily ever have to tell them that, but you can admit that to yourself and be really okay with saying, this is not a good place for me and I'm okay with disconnecting. Right, right. Because I'm at a stage in my life where my mental wellness is in a precarious state because I've been through some things. So, you know, I I recognize the precariousness uh, and the fragility of my mental wellness. So I am very vigilant. I'm more vigilant than I have been ever in my life about protecting it because I know it ain't going to take too much. You know, you right. you tap my bike gone over the edge. So, you know, we have to do that. Yes. So, Don't push me because I'm so close to, to the I'm trying not, not to. to. My mind. Ha, 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 ha. I, I messed it up a little bit. Y'all got it. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So, yes. Yes. So we got one more guy. Our last one is our social wellness. And that's that sense of being connected and belonging in a particular group. Okay. Uh, not necessarily a group of people, but just a, in a society wellness kind of place. This involves creating and maintaining healthy support systems, healthy networking yes. systems. You know, um, I, I went to uh, last week, I went to New Orleans and uh, it's on a Wednesday night. There was a group of women T. Ralph, Tanya Ralph, and she's she's a social worker there. 
and she did a power hour seminar um attitudes and something i just put her thing just put her card away here but it was so powerful that i was in the room with dr so-and-so with with dr so-and-so with the owner of blah 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 physical therapy um mm-hmm. systems and um salon owner, so-and-so, so-and-so, and just being connected to like-minded women was absolutely oh, yes. beautiful. And I love that. I, mm-hmm. And everybody there was positive. It was positive energy. People wanted to know what you did. Folks wanted to know, you know, how can we connect with you? What can we do? This was just not one person, but this was every woman in the room. I hated mm-hmm. to even leave because the energy was so positive. So sometimes you have to deliberately put yourself in those places. I didn't know one yeah. person there. I don't live in New Orleans. I live an hour and 15 minutes away, but yet I drove over on a Wednesday night to be connected to women in my circle. And I absolutely loved it. So sometimes yes. we have yes. to be, we have to do that on purpose. Right. And, and, you know, and, and the thing is, you know, I mentioned this at the beginning, you know, being a CEO is not a solo project. It's all about making meaningful connections. And the first C in CEO moves is creating your circles of influence. Mm-hmm. And our socialization is so important to us because one of the things, if, if I could choose a, a downside of being an entrepreneur is I, is the isolation. Cause you know, I spend a lot of time in my home office mm-hmm. and uh, right now it's just me here. My son will be back soon, but you know, I spend a lot of time in isolation working and you know, we need that socialization. We need to be sure that it's healthy socialization but recognizing that we need it and that as the CEOs of our lives, we have to be deliberate and create those circles of influence around people who are going to stimulate us, people who are going to hold us accountable, people who are going to give us the kind of energy that we need as opposed to that energy that we need to get away from. So, of course, we've gotten to the end of the hour. We did it. Oh, you got through all your points and I didn't interrupt and all my shenanigans too much, you know, but I get excited, get hype when we're talking about these issues. So, but, uh, but I do want to just thank you so much for helping us. We've got one more. No, no, this is the last, this, this is, is the last series. Yeah. yeah, this is it. This is the last one in our mental wellness series. And we're getting ready to begin a series on finances, which is interesting or, or not by chance that we talked about financial wellness uh, as part of our of our balancing um, movements, but we're going to move into the uh, finance series uh, next. So, but I just want to thank you so much, Sheila, for being a part of uh, the the conversations from a C-suite. You have really brought some great knowledge. You've given us great strategies because she's helped us to feel something, learn something, and do something. And so I just want to give you just an opportunity to give some closing remarks around the importance of mental wellness. Tell us how to keep in contact with you and any other remarks you want to leave with the C-Suite audience as we complete our series on mental wellness. Awesome. Um, thank you so much for the opportunity over these last four or five, four or five weeks, I think we've been, um, and it, it has been an, an experience for me um, also in, in doing this on Facebook. So this, this was also an experience for me and, and being able to interact <laughs> with you. Uh, and yeah. we, we, y'all, we don't practice this. This is like, we just go from the cuff. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is. Because it's a conversation. And the thing is, and I hope that you take away from this, is we're having a conversation. I got my wine. Most of the time she got her coffee or tea or something. She had me looking like I'm a lush or something. I always have my wine. But anyway, you know, we just we have a good conversation. We're learning. We're stimulating each other in a way that we can learn, feel, and do something. So again, I just want to thank you so much, Sheila, for being a part of Conversations from C-Suite. We wish you well, no pun intended, and we look forward to having you on our show again in the future. So don't be a stranger. Tune in. Uh, even when you're not going to be on the show. But thank you so much for bringing all of your wisdom to our audience. So everybody, let's give Sheila a virtual round of applause and thank her so much 
for being a part of Conversations from the C-Suite. So thank you. We appreciate you and love you. <laughs> love you back. All right, all right. And of course, tonight's episode was brought to you by C-Suite Women's Network, where you can go to find those strategies to help you to be the CEO of your life. Please go over to www.discovertheceoinyou to schedule your strategy session so that you can begin your plan on getting towards C-Suite. And we just want to thank you so much for being a part of Conversations from the C-Suite. This is not about having conversations, but making powerful moves. The impact is in the out, is in what you do. So we want you to feel something, learn something, do something, create those circles, make those CEO moves, create those circles of influence, educate and empower yourself, but make sure that you operationalize what you learn so you can optimize your outcomes whether you report to a ceo or you are the ceo of your business you are always the ceo of your life let's make sure that you are using these strategies to make choices that get you to where you need to be so remember the power is not in the conversation but in your ceo moves don't just talk about it be about it baby don't wait remember weight broke the scales now is the best time to do what you know needs to be done to make those ceo moves in your life and remember your life is the product of your choices choose to be the ceo of your life I am Dr. Stephanie D. Barnes, and I will see you next time in the C-Suite. Remember to tune in Monday nights, 9.30 p.m. to catch Conversations from the C-Suite, the Girlfriend's Guide to Being a CEO. You can always catch replay www.csuitewomen.com. Until next time.